If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, June 6, 2022. I'm on your host, Blessing, Eddie O.A. Jr. Joining me is the Nitro Rifle, twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. Good morning, Blessing. Kevin, how are you doing, Ben? Uh, good. I just flipped you, and I think you flipped yourself. Ah, oh, son time. of a bitch. I, just, yeah. I, I was like, wow, what's Let me flip you back. Let me flip you back. There you go. Yeah, I was getting that. I was getting that. And just so you know, during my morning Starbucks run, I thought about you. Because I was on my way to ordering, and I was like, man, usually when it's me and Andy, we talk about the iced coffees that we get. I was like, what if I get something different? What if I got something, something cute? Oh, right? to impress him. Yeah, to impress Andy. I ended Did up you? not doing that. I ended up just oh. going with the basic-ass, like, iced coffee with no cream. Uh. Um, but I thought about it, though. That's how, you know, that's how relationships die when one side decides, you know what, I don't need to try to impress the other side anymore. Mm -hmm. I have them already. God, that's so true. Oh, that's actually really, that's real. So think yeah. about that. Is, did you, is that from experience? That sounds, that sounds like it came from the heart. You know, blessing you never know, man. I just got my energy drink, by the way. Oh, what is that? That looks different. It's Bang Energy. I was always very against Bang oh, Energy. because the they were, ads. Uh, Bang Energy was the ones that were trying to, uh, I think the CEO was like really pumping a lot of money into the Trump re-election campaign. And I was like, no more to Bang. Mm. But now that he lost, I was like, I'll get some Bang. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like me and Lil Wayne. <laughs> for, a little, for a little bit, I was like, yeah, like I you and Lil Wayne. Yeah, but then when he lost, I was like, cool, I can go back and listen to Carter 3 again. This is great. I can finally play a Just Billy one like more time. Just like Lil Wayne. Yeah. That, that, that worked out for Lil Wayne, right? He got pardoned. Wait, I don't really? think that's what he was doing. Oh, I think, I think, I think it was 100%, right? Like, he was, was he, like, wasn't he, like, going to trial for having a bunch of, like, illegal guns in his uh, car? That, I mean, it's Lil Emma. Wayne. I feel like Lil Wayne is always going to yeah, trial. Yeah, Kevin is right, says so someone in the chat, and that's all the evidence I need to feel validated. Damn. Thank you. I mean, right, well, you know, you sometimes go. you got to watch out for yourself sometimes, you know. If it, like, <laughs> Lil Wayne's like, whoever, whoever's going to pardon me, i got to really back him, you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll shake hands with whoever <laughs> keep me out of prison for all the guns that I got in my trunk. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. No, Barry Wait, says, I appreciate... no, that was someone else. Huh. I know well, Kanye be, like... Kanye was trying to get somebody else pardoned by hanging out with Trump. And like there was Lil Pump too. It could have been Lil Pump. I There's believe a lot Kanye is just friends with Trump. I like that, I mean, right? That's like a legit thing. They are just friends. It, 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 I'm, I'm. Listen, I, I didn't get super briefed on this because I was done by the time he started shaking hands with Trump. I was like, all right, I'm taking the vacation from Kanye. But I think the thing was, at least for a little bit, was that like he was trying to become homies with Trump so that he can get. Um, I think it was Larry Hoover, uh, pardoned or at least like lessen up his mm. sentence or something along uh -huh. those lines. I think that's what it was. And then people in chat are also saying Kodak Black something about him too as well that he was trying to get pardoned because of the gun charges. A lot of rappers were hanging out with Trump for yeah. different reasons, basically all trying to stay out of jail. But I digress. Andy, he lets Trump the say the full N words in Paris title. Yeah, he gets to sing the full song too. Mm -hmm. the, full, the full title. He lets Trump do it now. Yeah. Uh, appreciate the GDQ shirt. Oh yes, absolutely. Got this from the the Yeti. Um, I've been going to the Yeti more and more often. I, I'm a big fan of a. Uh, all of their sort of halftone type art. This is not an ad, by the way. I usually buy most of my shirts. They sent me a couple, but I buy most of the rest of them. What is? Uh, I don't think I've heard of Yeti. Yeah, yeah. W or the. There's no W in there. There's a Y. <laughs> y E T E E. Yeah, it's like a T. You know the T. Oh, like you know, a T -E -E. I have heard of Yeti. I the Yeti. Yeah, the Yeti. Yeah. Hell yeah. The Yeti. Hell yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Andy, what are, what are your hype levels for this week? We got Summer Game Game Fest Live happening Thursday. We got an Xbox Game Showcase happening on Sunday. You excited? Um, more excited for the Xbox Game Showcase, I think, especially after this most recent thing from Keeley came out of him being like, everybody, don't get, a little, don't get too horny out there, all right? Manage your expectations. We're not going to have the Mega 10 announcement. I'm sure we'll get to that here in a second with the news. But yeah, I'd say that I'm, I'm more stoked for the spirit of it. Mm, I think this holiday. always feels like a cool holiday, hanging out with friends, watching some cool uh, video game news and hanging out and it gives me an excuse to like buy pizza and stuff like that you know 
Hell yeah. Well, Andy, we're going to talk about Jeff Keighley telling us to calm down our expectations. We're going to talk about Darth Vader coming to Fortnite. Yeah. And we're going to talk about Golden, GoldenEye 007 coming to Xbox and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash games, roosteeth.com, or or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, to patreon.com slash games or bronze members or above get to write in. And silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you surprise surprise the blessing show is back uh, tune in tomorrow at 11 a.m pacific time to check out a very special deep dive into my experience with the steam deck is it the future of gaming find out tomorrow on youtube.com slash kind of funny games we've worked really hard on that me and roger of course if you're unfamiliar with the blessing show because it's not been around for a little bit it's a show that I host, short form, under 10 minutes long, where it's basically like a video essay-ish kind of kind of series where I talk about whatever the hot topic is to talk about. And this time around, since I got my hands on this big, beautiful beast of a device called the Steam Deck, uh, I have a lot to say about it because <laughs> I've been playing this thing nonstop. And so tune in tomorrow. Roger's been uh, putting in work editing that thing it is looking great and i can't wait for y'all to check out this episode again that's happening tomorrow youtube.com slash kind of funny games at 11 a.m pacific time and then remember that we're at the very beginning of summer game fest season summer game fest live xbox game showcase and more are happening in the coming weeks make sure to check in to twitch.tv slash kind of funny games because we'll be reacting to it all live along with you thank you to our patreon producers gordon mcguire and fargo brady today we're brought to you by me undies but We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A baker's dozen. Blessing, blessing, real quick. Real quick, sorry, start. Question about this episode of The Blessing Show. Did you start it early enough to where you feel like maybe your feelings changed throughout the production of this episode? Funny enough, I think I, I did start it a little bit earlier into me having the Steam Deck, but I wrote it over the course of maybe okay. like a week or two. And so as I was writing, I found that some of my feelings were evolved, were evolving, and I was like writing as that stuff was happening. But I, the final script, I would say, reflects where I'm at today cool. uh, with the Steam Deck. There are some things I didn't like. I didn't get to talk about um, uh, some of the more recent stuff I've been playing and like. I think the more I've been playing the Steam Deck, the more glowing I have been on it. Like, I wrote it in the middle of me playing Death Stranding as opposed to me having finished Death Stranding. And Death Stranding now being the bulk of my experience in terms of a big playing a big um, AAA game on it. Um, a lot of the video is more focused on some of the indie stuff than a little bit of the, of the Death Stranding stuff. But I think it is all-encompassing of, like, where I'm at with the, the, the Death Stranding or where I'm at with the Steam Deck uh, today. And so oh, yeah. I can't wait for people to see it because, like, I, I, I kid you not, I am in love with this thing. Like, it is becoming more and more of a, a main gaming device for me as, as things go. And I keep discovering new games that work on it that I didn't even think about. Like, I started playing Knockout City the other day on it. And I was like, oh, shit, this works, right? I didn't think about it because, like, it's an EA game. I imagine that, like, EA has their own launcher, yada, yada. But it turns out Knockout City is on Steam. You can get it there. I think it does boot through the EA launcher. I might be wrong about that. But basically, you can get it to work, and it's awesome. But you'll hear Very more cool. about that tomorrow. For now... Let's talk about Darth Vader coming to Fortnite with story number one. Uh, this comes from Andrew Webster at The Verge. Following a few months of greedy warfare and a live event last night starring a giant mech, the latest season of Fortnite is surprisingly laid back. In fact, season three of the game's third chapter is called Simply Vibin. It brings with it some notable changes to the island, including new locations like an amusement park, complete with a roller coaster, as well as, trippy as a trippy-looking forest called Reality Falls that features magical saplings players can plant and grow for better loot. Gameplay-wise, the season brings back a fan-favorite vehicle, the Baller, which looks like a giant hamster ball. Uh, it has been tweaked slightly, though. It has more health, can float on water, and has a battery that will eventually die out. It also appears that you can take one, uh, one to the roller coasters and go wild. Players can now also ride on boars, and Season 3 is introducing a feature called Storm Sickness. Here's how Fortnite developer Epic describes it. Quote, If you stay in the storm too long cumulatively in a match, you'll develop Storm Sickness, an ailment that accelerates the storm's decay of your health. 
But don't worry, storm sickness never comes as a surprise. You'll receive a warning if, you, if you're close to getting it. And fortunately, the cure for storm sickness is simply exiting the storm. If you re-enter it, however, it'll immediately affect, uh, affect you again, end quote. And, of course, a new season means a new battle pass to purchase, which in turn means more characters to unlock. The highlight of the season is Darth Vader, who would make a great duo partner for Obi-Wan, which I don't know if, that, how, if that's how that works. I feel like Darth Vader and Obi-Wan wouldn't get along together, but I, I digress. But there's also a new toy-like figure called Snap uh, that you can customize by unlocking new appendages. Later in the season, Battle Pass owners can unlock Indiana Jones, who looks startlingly out, start, startlingly out of place next to the much more colorful cast from this season. Now, I'm glad I'm here with both Andy Cortez and Kevin Coelho, because Kevin Coelho, I know, is one of the biggest Fortnite fans here. Kind of funny. But, Andy, I saw that over the weekend. You actually got to experience the Fortnite Season 3 event. How'd that go? Yeah, it was really neat. It was, I think, my first irl event maybe ever i think i've experienced a lot of the other events just kind of through youtube and watching other people react to it on twitch because they were either happening while we were at work or maybe it was way too early in the morning and there's just no way i was going to be up for that but yeah over the weekend me snowbike mike uh, jd and washburn all we woke up uh i woke up uh, a little bit earlier than normal to play the mario strikers demo and that was available at noon. So, you know, like that's early for me and blessing, right? Mm. And then at 1 p.m., the Fortnite event began. So we hopped in. It was a lot of fun. I mean, the, it's such an amusement park experience. You mentioning how the uh, Fortnite is at, adding a bunch of different, you know, amusement park stuff, roller coasters, and things of that nature. This felt like an amusement park ride. It was really dope. We all four, four of us were inside of a giant mech and it's largely all you know, you can't really fail any of this. It's just interactive. It's like on rails. Yeah, it's on rails. You're shooting at you know, comets and you're shooting at missiles coming at you. Very much like a time crisis type thing um, in that first person mode while you're in the mech. And then it turns into a, the, you know, the mech is down. You have to get out of the mech. You have to shoot the baddies. And while you're doing that, you're seeing the, uh, there's a, a glimpse of um, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan and they're fighting together and it just really feels like a cool kind of uh, amusement park experience. And then the server went down. I was like, all right, come back later. So I think it server went down for a total of. If it came up at four in the morning, I think it went down for a total of like 14 hours or something like that. God damn. Uh, yeah. It's wild that they continue to do that, because I, I remember the first time they did that and everybody was like, yo, you can't play Fortnite right now. Like, this is insane. Like, they totally shut down their game. For like and now days. Like, <laughs> yeah. And now it seems like a staple where now when you're going into a new chapter or even a new season, they'll shut it down for a little bit. It probably works. works well both ways where they get to create this moment where people are talking about it and it creates this anticipation of, oh shit, what's this next season about to be? And then also it gives them the time and space to probably like reset, do what they need to do to transition over to the next season and then relaunch it. So that that way you can have everybody come in at the same time and have, have it work well. What was the, so like narratively, what was, was there a story going into the, oh. the, the ending? Cause I remember like the, I, the one time I did a Fortnite event, I think it was with Kevin and the crew. And I think it was, was on a Fortnite stream. It was Galactus. I want to say, and it was us going through that and Galactus, and it was like everybody mm -hmm. fighting against Galactus. Mm -hmm. And it was the similar, like on rails thing of everybody going through the motions together and teleporting and doing all this different shit. And it was wild and insane. What was the, what was the thing this time around? No clue at all. All I know is that our good friend Rahul Kohli was there and he was talking to me and he oh, was yeah. like, we need you to make sure you get through the ship. And he's like, Andy. And he's like talking to me. And then uh, he didn't say my name, but that'd be really cool. And then guess what? You team up with The Rock as well. Whoa, so it's us the and The Rock. We're fighting alongside The Rock. And then Troy Baker pops up and he's, you know, wearing his I've never thought about how stuff. wild the Fortnite cast is. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely wild. Uh, Cameron Kennedy made a great point in the uh, Twitch chat by saying, you're fighting alongside Al Alana Pierce's podcast co-hosts and the rock because uh, we were both with Rahul Coley and That's troy great. baker uh it, it was just a really neat experience man i don't know what the hell is happening story-wise i wouldn't be able to tell you all i know is that at one point our mech went down and i guess who came to save us uh the banana guy peely uh oh, jeff, we call him peely. jeff peely so jeff peely came out and like threw us a thing for our mech to kind of drink a little slurp juice kevin it was a really fun experience, man. I couldn't tell you what the hell is happening again, but um, it was just really I I was enjoying it as a 34 year old man. And all me and Mike kept saying was like, can you imagine 
being a 12 year old, being a 10 year old, oh, yeah. experiencing this sort of thing. This is like, like mom, this I gotta clear my Saturday, mom. <laughs> like, I gotta yeah. play this Fortnite. A big thing is happening. Yeah, it's mom, like, clear, I mean, clear like off the whole weekend, mom. <laughs> it's like when you get, get to the season finale of Jackie Chan Adventures and you're like, yo, you don't understand. They're about to get all the talismans this episode, mom. Like, I have to watch it. I have to be there for it. It's once, once in a lifetime. Yeah, it's an absolute blast. Kevin, I'm sending through an image to assets which is um, you mentioning in this article that Indiana Jones looks increasingly out of place. This is the image that I saw over the weekend that made me laugh because it just looks like the old man just kind of tagging along, like maybe watching over his kids, um, making sure that, oh, you know, so they have parental supervision. It's all these bright characters with Darth Vader on the far left and a bunch of people in dope ass outfits, and then Indiana Jones just standing off to the right, making sure that nobody's drinking illegally. You know? Yeah, he just looks like a dad. He looks yeah. like a chaperone. Yeah. Oh, and it really does look like uh, Harrison Ford. Holy cow! This is an awesome model. It's I an awesome it. model, but I will say, Kevin, it looks like the way I play Fortnite without shadows. That yeah. that shot of the close up looks like there's no cast shadows or anything. It looks kind of odd that they would render it that way. Yeah, it looks I very. It there. It, it, looks really empty. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, did you get to check out the event when it happened? Uh, unfortunately, I was busy, so I I didn't see it. But I hit up Joey, and I was like, "How was there?" I was like, "What was the event like?" And she was like, "I have no idea. It just was chaotic. It just happened." I was like, All right, yeah. So th I mean, those those events don't do much for me, but um, I'm excited. I haven't played any of this new season, so I am excited to jump in, in the next couple days and see what everything's about. You can ride like wolves and and. And, I was gonna say, do the things they, they talk no, about excite cool. you, like riding the boards, oh yeah, the ball, the, the, the hamster ball, the um, theme park also looks really cool. But I, you gotta get in there quick because that does those stuff don't stay around forever, you know. Mm. I'm I what I did notice is that um, one of the more popular features, blessing from the last couple of uh, months or whatever in Fortnite was the Spider Man whipping around. You know, mm -hmm. you could get the little Spider Man launchers, web launchers. And I noticed that Indiana Jones has a very similar looking thing in yeah, that like video, whip. Kevin. That like lets you swing. It looks oh, like the Spider-Man. Right? Yeah, he had a sort of swinging device uh, that he was using to get away from the big rolly ball. Um, and that looks like that may be an item coming back to kind of appease those fans who have been missing out on that feature. Because I know that uh, that feature kind of made Fortnite for a lot of people. It certainly made Fortnite for a snowbike Mike who yeah, you're would right, always right gravitate towards it and immediately kind of needed that Spider-Man uh, mechanic. The thing I do love hearing about is the storm camp and stuff. I think that's awesome. I think that there are really damn good players that have better knowledge and just time with the game to know what the storm will do to them and how to uh, counteract the, the, it, the effects that the storm will give you. So I love that Epic is kind of saying, hey, you're going to get hurt and you're going to maybe ruin your experience if you try to play in the way that you could just kind of skirt the storm, run out of it whenever you please. Like, I like the idea that it will hurt you in the long run by doing that. Uh, what, where are you at with the uh, Darth Vader and Indiana Jones's characters? Like, is that a thing that excites either you or even I know, Kevin, you you tend to go crazy for some of these some of these characters. Honestly, watching a lot of people react to Darth Vader was surprising to me because I would have assumed he was in the game already. I, I had I don't the same know. exact reaction. I was like, was yeah. Darth Vader not in the game? Yeah, I had that when people kept on saying like, oh my God, is Darth Vader really coming to Fortnite? I just would have assumed he was there already. So it doesn't do a whole lot for me. Um, I just would yeah, have assumed. Yeah, yeah. It was already in the game. Yeah. Where's Wano? That's what the people want. Little Annie, Little Annie. Everybody think Little Annie already in the game. Everybody think little oh little buddy gonna win out there. You wanna get a victory? Yeah, there's hey, no way to like easily oh, incorporate Obi -Wan. it. Obi Wan get show. Wado get no show. Ah. 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 He's in Greg's house right now. How's yeah, how yeah, Wado get? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have my robe no more. My robe. What do you say? Hey. 
He doesn't have his robe. It's in the studio. Oh, okay. He did mention Victory Royale, though. I don't know the Fortnite. I don't know the meta. Indiana Jones swinging like a spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the water with the wings? Where the water wings? Well, that'd be a water that would be a good item. Yeah, that would be a good item. The Watto wings would have been a great item to have. I didn't. Dude. I didn't watch the prequel. Did the, the prequels? Did Watto have wings? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. flew around and everything. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he was kind of. Um, yeah, we're very shocking break in from Watto. I didn't know he was living with Greg. He's a Bay Area native, apparently. Watto. Uh, yeah, that, that's wild. Because I, I saw. I mean, I saw Greg's account like pop into the Discord, and I was like, oh man, maybe Greg is going to show up and have something to say about. I think Watto's two-factor authentication was locked out from Discord, so you had to mm. borrow Greg's account, maybe. Mm. Damn, that's fucked yeah. up. Mm. Anyway, uh, the one, one more thing I wanted to bring up, actually, is in that same vein as the Indiana Jones whip situation. Toward the end of the trailer, they had Darth... I'm scared to invoke Darth Vader now, because I don't know if I want <laughs> Watto to come back <laughs> and do that whole thing again. Uh, but they showed Darth Vader doing, like, the Force throw his lightsaber and does like mm -hmm. a spin boomerang thing and come back. Kevin, you like you're the Fortnite again connoisseur in, in the call that I know, right? Like, is that gonna be an item that anybody can pick up? Or is that gonna be, hey, you have to have uh, Darth Vader to in use the, in the past they've like if you can pick up a lightsaber and block stuff, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they had a Darth Vader lightsaber where it was the throw. I don't think that the force choke will be a like I can't imagine that being a, like a a thing you can pick up. That that'd be too many things to pick up. You know, you're using a lot of inventory slots. But I don't know. There, I guess they've done two before. There so was a possible. great tweet over the weekend by uh, from Russ Russ Frustick from Polygon, and he tweeted out an image of uh, <laughs> Darth Vader's most famous. Ah, yes, Darth Vader's most famous melee weapon. Uh, and it was it's what Darth Vader is using in the game to break down for mats. And it was like some staff with the Empire logo at the top oh, of it. Oh, yeah. Like this. I know what you're talking about. Like <laughs> and it's like, you know, of course, he, <laughs> you know, just use a lightsaber. But you can't really do that in Fortnite because then is that the actual weapon you're using in the game? Or is that just like, why the... not? Why not just make that the I forget the harvesting tool? Is pickaxe? Like... I, yeah, I mean, yeah. they, they could. They, they've done swords many times before. Yeah, um, but if you're all, but that's a little confusing if you're also making the lightsaber an uh, item a in weapon. the game. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, but like, it sits in a different place, and like the lightsabers, that that's that was an item recently, and I like you know, it's not like we we see the lightsabers all the time. They should have made a, a lightsaber like axe, like a. No, I don't like kind of shaped like an axe, Kevin. I'd be fucked up. I don't know if I make it like the laser sword. Didn't one of the um, stormtroopers in episode seven have like a really cool laser sword? Make one of those, but then yeah, that is actually an item. I think the Wait, is it uh, really? you're thinking actually, of it was, the was dope as hell in episode seven. Traitor or whatever that dude. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is an item. That's an item that you get if you buy the stormtrooper. I think. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! In chat says blessing talks like a muggle, and I don't know. That is the worst thing anybody's ever said. <laughs> That's true. Where did that That's even come true. from? That's <laughs> he, they got you. Jesus. Call it somebody time out oh Jesus for 69 seconds. God damn. I, I don't know it's what I did to, to deserve that. But <laughs> let's move on to story number two. Jeff Keeley says Summer Games Fest will be primarily focused on announced games. This comes from Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Journalist and presenter Jeff Keeley has urged viewers to, quote, manage your expectations, end quote, ahead of this week's Summer Game Fest live stream, which he said will be primarily focused on already announced games. Speaking during a Twitter Spaces audio session this weekend, transcribed by VGC, Keeley said he was, quote, very excited about the content set to feature in the show, which he said will, uh, be, will include, quote, massive games, end quote, alongside independent titles and new teams showcasing their projects for the first time. Keeley claimed the show would include exclusive games for both Xbox and Nintendo Switch, but said that Microsoft would likely keep its biggest hitters uh, for its own showcase, and was unclear if Nintendo itself was involved in SGF. Quote, we love to have them involved if and when they're ready, end quote. He also urged viewers to rein in their expectations in terms of any, quote, megaton shocks uh, that they might be expecting, and called some of, the, some of the rumors he'd seen online crazy. Quote, this is really an exciting time, an exciting weekend for me uh, because I, I get to finally see things we've been talking about, uh, talking about two people for months, Keeley told listeners on Twitter. Uh, 
He continued, quote, we've obviously announced a bunch of things since I last talked to you guys in terms of world premieres and announcements that will be at the show. We've talked about the Callisto Protocol. That'll be there. We'll, we'll have the first gameplay demo uh, you guys probably saw, for the, saw the trailer for. Uh, we're excited to show that to you. We'll have the first level playthrough of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. That game looks really incredible. And we're excited to showcase that for you as well on Thursday. We'll have a reveal and some news around Gotham Knights and some new footage of that game as well. Cuphead The Delicious Last Course is really coming out on June 30th, just over three weeks away. And we'll have some new footage in Studio MDHR joining us for that as well. Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be stopping by. Uh, if you played the Fortnite Collision event yesterday, like I did, you saw the foundation in, in there, which was tons of fun. So we'll look forward to hearing from him. We'll have a lot more to share this week. Uh, some other things we're going to tease in the coming days. And, and then there will be lots of things we'll save until the show. We've got a couple of new game announcements in the show and hopefully some surprises if everything holds. But it'll definitely, it definitely is a show that's primarily focused on stuff that's announced. End quote. Andy, over the last few weeks and months, and honestly the last year, we've been talking about our hype for summer, the last decade, our hype for Summer Game Fest uh, this year, slash E3, slash non-E3, because E3 got canceled, right? Like, especially during um, this last episode of Gamescast, we did our predictions, we are talking a lot about what we might see at State of Play, what we might see at Summer Games Fest, what we might see at other events that pop up, if or if, or if not, we'll see Nintendo Direct, all that stuff. I feel like we've had a mix of, like, high to medium hopes for Summer Games Fest, and it's been that thing of us not hearing much about what might go down. And I know with this last state of play, that was a thing that, at least for me, got my hypes up, right? Like, I got I got really excited after seeing the stuff that came through in state of play, because my expectations were really low. I was expecting, like, the most basic of announcements for state of play, and that came through and really blew me away. With that, that kind of set up for, that set me up for uh, Summer Games Fest being maybe a more exciting event, but it looks like Jeff Keighley is saying, hey, Calm down, everybody. I've seen rumors online. Those rumors are false. Let's all set our expectations accordingly. Where does that put you for your hype and excitement for Summer Game Fest? Um, so far, just hearing everything you just mentioned, you got to read between the lines, blessing. Okay, <laughs> you got to read <laughs> the forest for the trees. Okay, you're in the forest. You're looking at those trees. Because I'll tell you what, he says that. That things that will be shown are games that are already announced. What's a game that's already been announced? Blessing Bloodborne. That's right, everybody. Bloodborne's a game that exists already. It exists. So of course it's an announced game. It's not a brand new game. So we're getting Bloodborne on PC confirmed already. That's a full remake PS5, and then uh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid remake as well. Another announced game, previously announced game. Blessing. So these are. You're in the forest, you're looking at the trees, you know what I mean? I mean, you didn't know what is announced, though. Bioshock 4. Bioshock 4 is already announced. That's true, that's true, yeah. the thing is, I I think, you know, hearing him talk about, hey, like, these are going to be already announced games, I think helps put into perspective how he treats Summer Games Fest kickoff slash Summer Games Fest Live compared to Game Awards. Because Game Awards does have that oh, what an announced shit is going to be here, right? Like, we got we get plenty. We got uh, Star Wars Eclipse. We got um, Ark Raiders. We got Hella Games that uh, we hadn't seen before show up at Game Awards. Whereas, when I think about the big hitters from last year's Summer Games Fest kickoff, it was Elden Ring. Like, we got the Elden Ring gameplay trailer, which was already announced, but also was a juggernaut thing to have there because it had release date. It had, uh, it had, it had a gameplay trailer, right? We saw so much more of that game there. And so, like... I think him saying it's going to be stuff that's already announced helps us understand how Jeff Keighley thinks about this event, but also doesn't mean that this event is going to be exciting, right? I think there's still potential for there to be really exciting things. The stuff that he talks about already in here is like really exciting things, right? Again, Gotham Knights, uh, uh, Cuphead stuff, right? You know what else is already announced? Hollow Knight Silk Song. Could that show up here? Oh, shit. Andy, remind me, when Hollow Knight first came out, was that Switch exclusive? No. No, I think it was a PC game at first. Gotcha. Okay, because I I I, I talk about reading reading between the lines. I'm trying to read between the lines of him saying we'll have some both Xbox exclusive and Switch exclusive stuff. But then he follows that up by saying Nintendo, uh, you know, we'll see if they're going to be involved in Summer Games Fest, which makes me think that whatever Switch exclusive thing he's talking about isn't Nintendo first party. It might be an indie or third party thing exclusive to the Switch. Hmm. Okay. That's me reading between the lines again. Force in the trees. Forest in the trees, blessing. The The thing that I do appreciate about this is that Jeff Keighley also looks at these events as a fan as well. And he has the perspective of what it's been like to be a fan watching these events where he understands that managing expectations is the best call and not getting people too overhyped and then, you know, 
that resulting into a big shitstorm on the internet and everybody being negative and saying what a disappointment the show was. He's playing it perfectly. That's the right call to do. So that's always a good defense to fall back on. Of like, I hey, I said to keep your expectations managed. All right, that sounds like a a hog or like a Harry Potter spell, right? Expectations managed. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Got to you that. Yeah, you're nailing you. it. It's Thank like you. mischief managed. Boop, boop. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. That's the word I was looking for. The I I think him managing expectations is good on the side of Jeff Keighley. I feel like does a really good job of hyping shit up when shit should be hyped up. Yeah, because usually leading into one of these events, Jeff Keighley is the guy that's like, oh, y'all ain't ready for the shit we got. Like yeah. you guys, like you guys don't understand. Like I can't wait for you guys to see what what games we have here. We're gonna make fans really happy. He's not been doing that this time around. And I feel like it's very interesting because, like, usually from from you know people like this that are trying to hype up whatever event they got going on, I would expect regardless Jeff Keighley to be the guy that's like, no nah, man, let's get them hype regardless. Like, let's talk about how excited they should be for for our event. The fact that he is like, guys, <laughs> yeah. calm down. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be great. But also, don't expect the big juggernaut new stuff. I I think that's really awesome. I think that for me that strikes me as honest. Think I about, do think that this is going to be a good event, but I'm not right now. As of now, I'm not expecting like my previous prediction of Armored Core is going to show up here, right? Or Death Stranding Two might show up here. Now I'm like, oh, those probably won't be here. The way he's talking about it, he does say about some the, new uh, announcements, but not Juggernauts. That reaction picture from his Twitter profile picture, blessing of like him looking at the screen, and I believe that was like the Elden Ring premiere, mm. um, where he's looking at that big screen and he's showing his reaction in in that moment. And I, we haven't really gotten that sort of level of hype uh, preparing us for this event. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think he's, I think he's making the right call. Hey, there's going to be a lot of cool games. Don't expect any megatons. I think the megaton thing is like, especially the big important one because mm. um, I, when I think megaton, I think of gigantic IPs from developers that are world renowned that are brand new surprises, right? Like if suddenly, hey, Last of Us Part 3, bam. Like that sort of level of announcement. I think yeah. that's the type of Megaton announcement that he's trying to prevent even, people from getting too excited Even Last of Us Remake. From. Like, I, you know, yeah. Jeff will sometimes listen to kind of funny stuff, right? Like I saw him respond to, I think uh, there was a, the episode, was it last week or two weeks ago, where Janet and, and um, Gary Wood hosted together. And I saw, that was the Summer Games Fest headline. And I saw Jeff had responded to them like, hey, I listened to the episode, good job, all that stuff, right? Jeff Keighley, knows the things that we talk about and the games industry at large talks about and how they how we set expectations for ourselves so i wouldn't be surprised to, to know that hey jeff Keighley probably listens to predictions right he probably listens to them, not only ours right but like giant bombs and other outlets predictions and goes all right people are at here and i gotta get them at here you know like people are at 10 i gotta get them down to an eight because again like we're predicting things like last of us remake like armored core like death stranding 2 like all these games that we know to some extent exists, but aren't announced, but also could appear at other places. Xbox Game Showcase is going to have the banger-ass first-party new announcements from Xbox, right? PlayStation, I'm sure, has things that they're that, that they're throwing around in terms of where they want to show either God of War, Ragnarok, Last of Us Remake, whatever exciting things they're working on. Even Nintendo, right? Like, Nintendo, if they have a Mario Odyssey 2 in the works or something crazy like that, that's going to be at a direct. I don't think that's going to be at a at a um, Jeff Keighley showcase, or at least not at Summer Games Fest Live. I do think we're going to get exciting things, right? The things he talks about, even Saints Row, I think we're probably going to get some Saints Row shit, right? I'm thinking things on that level, which still yeah. excites me. I think that's still going to be a, a fine showcase. But spe speaking of Summer Games Fest, uh, story number three, there's going to be an additional Xbox Game Showcase extended show. Uh, this comes from news.xbox.com, where they write, stay tuned for the Xbox Game Showcase extended on June 14th at 10 a.m. Pacific time, where we will share new trailers, take deeper looks at the news from the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase, and speak with some of your favorite game creators. This all-new broadcast is approximately 90 minutes in length and will be broadcast live in English, Latin America, Spanish, Brazilian, Portuguese, uh, German and French and the additional languages we offer will be available within a week. Audio descriptions and American Sign Language, sign language will be offered live. But uh, if you recall, right, this is very much the thing that Paris Lily hosted last year after the uh, big Xbox showcase for E3, where it was a few days later, let's sit down with the developers, let's interview them, let's talk through uh, some more details from certain, certain announcements and reveal like maybe one or two more, more smaller things, uh, which is exciting. I think it worked really well for them when they did it last year. And hopefully, I don't, know, I don't have any details, you know, get back Paris Lily because Paris Lily was killing it last year. I can't believe that was already a full year ago. This is usually a good spot, though, for developers to kind of 
get in there and answer questions that might be had that aren't completely clear from press releases or anything like that. So whenever Xbox shows off their titles, we go, wow, that looks awesome. But I wonder if this mode is there or if this character is blah, blah, blah. This usually is sort of that. This is the perfect place for that stuff to live uh, and for it to feel more official and that it's coming from people representing the game. So, yeah, I love I always love kind of getting these deeper dives um, into video game news, especially from the developers themselves. Yeah, 100 percent. And I think it's a really good way to allow for the actual Xbox and Bethesda game showcase itself to be here's the candy this is all candy for you mm-hmm. this is just trailers this is just the exciting stuff we'll get to the boring details later in the week right we'll do the we'll... gameplay deep dives later <laughs> exactly like gameplay deep dives we'll do the fucking here's the sales numbers and like us talking about how successful the thing was even though i don't know if they did that much last year but then also like here's maybe like a deeper dive into like if we have the because what last year they did the the danger zone not danger zone actually the t- top gun dlc right. for um uh, microsoft flight simulator that's not a thing you don't you want to deep dive into during the xbox game showcase you do want to deep dive into that during the follow-up right like that's where fans are showing up to that's where people are more accepting of all right cool let's sit back and see what nerdy shit there is for them for them to talk about let's talk about the sea of thieves um pirates of the caribbean expansion stuff like that right i think that's where you're gonna get which um it's gonna be exciting for us because i'd imagine that for us we'll probably kick back and, and watch it if they have paris lily hosting if they don't then i'm know, out yeah i'm out ain't nobody got time for that no thanks yeah do you know what i do have time for Patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Are people still trying to make plans with you this summer as if you aren't booked and busy already? You're just going to have to tell them to try again in the fall. You've got pool days, pride parades, bachelor parties, and beach vacations waiting for you because when you're living your best life, the last thing you want to worry about is butt sweat. I'm Greg Miller and my butt never sweats because I wear MeUndies. You've heard it a million times. I like MeUndies so much from the first pair. I bought a whole bunch more and threw away the rest of my underwear. They're the best. MeUndies has the lightest, most breathable fabrics to keep you cool and comfortable wherever you go. From undies to bralettes, to socks, to loungewear, to swimwear, you can find something for all your plans. MeUndies also releases new prints all the time, like their limited edition Pride collection. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. To get 15% off your first order, 25% off your first membership item, and 100% satisfaction guaranteed go to meundies.com slash kind of funny that's meundies.com slash kind of funny no one likes waiting on a paycheck especially when you've got bills due good thing there's chime now you can get your paycheck up to two days earlier with direct deposit that's up to two more days to save pay bills and generally just feel good about your money situation but chime is about more than just getting paid early it's also an award-winning mobile app checking account debit card and optional savings account so what are you waiting for hopefully not your paycheck Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancor Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on you. No, I think I'm good. Uh, yo, what's up? We're back. Uh, first of all, <laughs> <laughs> A lot of things just happened. A lot of things just happened. That was maybe the worst transition we've had into an ad and out of an ad. I, I counted you guys show. down. I don't know why. After one and, second, uh, you thought, "Oh, I'm, uh, uh, he'll answer this in a, in a fraction of a second." <laughs> you my right as we leave the ad. Uh, no, like so to catch people up. Right. First of all, Kevin was in a different scene leading into the ad, which is why it took him so with, long. With and stream, also with Stream Deck, so I I literally couldn't <laughs> press the ad button because I had to flip back because i'm trying to prep for kfw which i'm still doing now and it just that was very funny yeah and you guys like missed out on like we were laughing so hard for the thir- first 30 seconds of that secondly as the ad was ending i got something in my eye <laughs> and i'm like i'm trying <laughs> to get it out That's and so it's like dumb. I can't get it out. And Andy asks, as Kevin counts down to like literally, as Kevin literally says, two, one. Andy asks, do you need me to read? <laughs> to which I asked with 0.14 seconds left. 
<laughs> oh, I love Mondays. Oh, I love Mondays. All right, let's hop into story number four. Hopefully, I can keep my eyes open. <laughs> story number four GoldenEye HD finally looks set for release. This is Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. GoldenEye 007's elusive HD port finally looks set for release after achievements were discovered on Xbox servers on Sunday. As shared by Internet Sleuth Wario 64. What was that sigh? Uh, I I didn't write down the time code for the ad, so I was trying to mentally be like, all right, the ad is uh, two minutes and 15 seconds. So that was, yeah. Sorry. Uh, as shared by Internet Sleuth Wario 64, achievements for an Xbox version of the classic N64 shooter have appeared on Microsoft servers, suggesting that a release is imminent. It was first spotted earlier this year that Rare developers were seemingly playing an Xbox version of the FPS as their progress was being logged on tracker sites such as True Achievements. Last year, it was confirmed that Microsoft had to shelve an already completed remaster of the classic N64 game for the Xbox 360 back in 2007, following licensing issues and miscommunication between license holders and a young team who rushed ahead to create it. A working build of GoldenEye 007's canceled Xbox 360 remaster was leaked onto file sharing sites, allowing those with access to the files to play it via a modded console or PC emulator. At the time, VGC reviewed the the leaked GoldenEye Xbox build and called it, quote, the greatest remaster you'll likely never play, end quote. Uh, Andy, GoldenEye coming back in HD on Xbox. What does that do for you? Um, I mean... Nostalgia can only do so much, right? Like, I think this game was massive for its time. And we talk about how it sort of revolutionized that split screen first person shooting experience. Having the, you know, this this game kind of started what Screen Cheaters is for me. Like, this was the whole screen looking, screen cheating moment. Um, But I don't necessarily know. I, I think it's one of those things that might, you know, garner some excitement and then you hop online and then you play the game for a bit and then you move on i think that's kind of all it is for me right now i don't have much excitement for it uh other than watching other people maybe react to it and see exactly what their uh excitement levels are maybe watching a digital foundry video showing cool comparison videos but other than that uh it's fine yeah this is one that i i'm slightly excited for because i want to see if they can pull it off in a way that is really exciting to play in 2022 that's the thing that's mm-hmm. rough about goldeneye is you go back and you play that original game and goldeneye does not hold up right it was really great at the time it was so it was so stick. much fun at the time but you go back and play and it is a nintendo 64 first person shooter which does mean yeah that you're rocking with the single stick you're rocking with the c buttons you're rocking with um like the l, the l and r button being the only back buttons on there along with like the z button on the bottom which you know, that controller was just not made for first-person shooters. And obviously, since they're transitioning into a new era, that means that they can take advantage of new controls, which is an exciting thing. But also, GoldenEye, just as a first-person shooter in general, I think it's just so different from what we think about nowadays in terms of what shooters bring to the table, right? It feels different. The things that made it exciting back in the day are things that have been iterated upon and innovated upon and, like, have been made so different to now. When I think of a shooter, I think of Call of Duty, or I think of Fortnite, or I think of Apex, or I think of the many shooters that have so much going on beyond the fact that, hey, this is a first-person shooter that actually works on console, which is the thing that GoldenEye brought to the table, right? GoldenEye, GoldenEye made it so that people believed in the vision of, oh, shit, this is a game that I can actually play on console, and it works, and it's really fun to play split-screen with the homies. I think it'll take a lot of work for them to actually take that and make it something that it's super duper fun to play and that people stick um, stick with for a long time. Like past that, I think nostalgia threshold that holds a lot of us. Cause for me, right. When I think of GTA trilogy held me for that nostalgia threshold. I played that for maybe like a week and a half before I got fed up after crashing enough. Time, <laughs> right? Like um, there are certain, even like with Nintendo switch online stuff, like um, when I got my hands on those, on those N64 games, a lot of those held me for that nostalgia threshold. But then a week later I was done right can a golden eye hd be something that holds me past that nostalgia threshold i think that's the biggest question for me um but regardless i want to see them do it i want to see them make it something that maybe does have ongoing trappings maybe it is a hey you are gonna get new <laughs> new characters from future uh, james bond games right or something along those lines that ha- that that get us excited i'm sure that's probably a thing that's wild and licensing but i think you do something to uh get people to stick with it uh long form i hope they're able to make it work if anything, bring that soundtrack back into the fray and make that. It's such oh, a yeah. banger soundtrack. The menu music? Yeah. Oh, absolutely fire. Andy, let's talk about story number five. Uh, those Street Fighter Six leaks 
are very real. This comes from Vicky Blake at Eurogamer. Capcom has acknowledged that leaked details in video clips of Street Fighter VI have shown us, quote, things we weren't supposed to see, end quote. In the wake of the game's appearance on Thursday's PlayStation State of Play presentation, images purporting to be of 22 Street Fighter VI characters, many of whom have yet to be formally revealed, popped up online, including all eight World Warriors from Street Fighter II. That was in all. Uh, the leak also included video clips of the characters, too. Quote, as re residents of Metro City, we've all seen things we weren't supposed to, we weren't supposed to see, <laughs> but we're all in this together, end quote. <laughs> Capcom said, okay. a, <laughs> thanks Capcom. Capcom said this in a tweet posted to the official Street Fighter channel. Quote, we appreciate all the positive reactions. Thank you for the support. And it just sounds like a, we, look, we've all said things we regret in our past. Like, <laughs> we've all done things that we didn't mean to do. It reminds me of that. Like, yeah, look, when we were all 16, we said and did, you know, stupid shit. It's all good. We're in this together. But yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a bummer on one hand that the like this thing that they've been working on forever and that seems like they've been killing it with all just got leaked out there on the other hand it is exciting that it seems like it has a lot of good reception like everybody who i've seen who i've talked to who has seen these leaks and even me who's also seen the leaks that shit looks fire like the character designs look way like way better than the stuff that um is in street fighter 5 right like it, it seems like they're leaning into a style that people appreciate and the characters that they have announced i think seem to be getting people hyped like they said in the article the um the world or the, the world champions i forget what exactly what they're called but like they have returning characters from street fighter 2 the world warriors the world warriors from street fighter 2 are, are, are making a re return which i think is, is hype and like looking at the roster it has all the people that i think people would want out of the base roster and of course you're gonna get dlc and all that stuff but from that very base stuff i think it is looking pretty exciting for Street Fighter fans. Is there anything that wasn't on there that you kind of wished was there? I didn't look too hard at it. Like, I looked just to see, like, all right, what's the style depiction? What are the new characters? Like, I cared more about the new stuff than even a, a lot of the returning stuff. And so there wasn't much that I was like, oh, where is this person? Where is that person? I'm sure more hardcore Street Fighter fans would, would have that. But for me, I'm excited to I'm excited to see, see the ways in which they evolve the franchise. Because, like, I've been playing quite a bit of Street Fighter V over the last uh, few days because the Street Fighter VI trailer got me hyped. And, you know, I was lucky because I got it on sale. It's on sale right now. Or at least it was on sale on PlayStation for, like, 15 bucks for the Championship Edition. And then if you get the Season 5 pack, that was, like, another $12. And Season 5 is, like, the latest characters. And with that, I wanted to get that pack because I wanted to play as Luke. Luke is one of the latest characters they added into Street Fighter V, who they described as, this guy's the future of Street Fighter. And you see Luke in the trailer for Street Fighter VI. He's like the boxer uh, dude that has like the color splash on him. And I guess the, all the characters now have color splash. But in Street Fighter V, he still does have the, the color splash. He's doing the combos. He fights a bit more like you see the characters fight in the trailer for Street Fighter VI, which I think is hype. And playing him in Street Fighter V, I'm like, yo, yes, please give me more stuff that is invoking this right like i love I, I love his combo setup he has like a triangle 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 combo that gives you like a nice four hit uh, uh combo in there that is that is really nice to pull out again he has like the stylish the color splash he has the charge moves he has like he fights in a way that immediately pulled me quicker than a lot of the other characters did in street fighter 5 because as i was playing right i was hopping between the characters that i knew and the characters that i didn't know right i was playing a lot of ken and ryu because everybody knows how to play ken and ryu right i was hopping into um uh i forget the name it was like minot i think minot is like a distance character or a zoning character in there and there are a few other like rushdown characters that i was trying out in street fighter 5 and luke was the one that immediately pulled me in luke was very easy easy to learn his moveset was very dope right like i if he if he is their vision for what they where they want to take Street Fighter Six, then yes, please go for it because I think I, for me that is that is more of what I want to see out of the Street Fighter franchise. And so that for me, like seeing that seeing the style stuff um, that they're rocking with Street Fighter Six, it all has me excited. I think I, I think they they they're on the right track with it. Um, and with that, there is like a, I'm logging this in as story five point five point five. It's mm -hmm. like a sub story within the story. We got confirmation that Street Fighter Six takes place after Street Fighter Three, uh, which is the latest entry in the timeline. Uh, this comes from a tweet from Street Fighter uh, this morning, where they they tweeted out, "quote Although Street Fighter Six occurs after the Street Fighter the Street Fighter Three series, Ryu still feels 
uh, still feels that he's, quote, not there yet, uh, though he seems to have gained some dignity. The way he wears the kasaya, which is the Buddhist robe, is reminiscent of his master, Goken, end quote. And that comes from the game director, Taka Nakayama. And I believe that is the first um, uh, confirmation that we've gotten that Street Fighter VI uh, occurs canonically after Street Fighter III, um, which, looking on Twitter, a lot of Street Fighter fans were excited about that because that means we're getting in, like, the, that, that means that we're ushering in the latest timeline era of the franchise, which means that they can go and do crazy new stuff with it, which I think is super hype. Are you excited for Street Fighter VI? I, I'm, I'm definitely more and more excited. There was, a, there was a part of me that kind of felt a bit of that, uh, a bit of that FOMO over the weekend, watching you and Imran and other people from the industry just kind of geeking over a lot of the characters and stuff like that. Because I, I used to be really into the FGC back in like, you know, the early 2010s, like uh, around 2010, all the way to like 2016, I'd say was when I was watching Evo every year. And it reminded me a lot of the way I would watch tennis and golf back in the day, where I'd go there to watch the one person I wanted to see, but would eventually become fans of other people and other fighters and other competitors. And uh, yeah, it really kind of just brought me back to those days where I was really into the community, really into seeing what the meta was and what characters were doing uh, we're getting better at certain moments, but I tried to play Street Fighter 4 back in the day, and I got into that training area, and I was like, dude, these button combos are too much for me. My brain yeah. can't handle this shit right now. Um, so seeing that they are offering a more simplistic approach to the game is really exciting, and I'm also just stoked that this is the a return to form, right? We always... We never want games to you know, fail in the way that they do. And I know Street Fighter V was not what a lot of people wanted from the community, similar to uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite or, you know, things of that mm. nature. So to see this sort of return and this be, hey, we we know we fucked up. This is our, our chance to get it right. And that really has me excited for the future of, of Street Fighter as, a, as an eSport. Yeah, I think right now is going to be a great time for people to hop into to fighting games. I think... The during that era that you're talking about, right? You mentioned the early 2010s. I remember, I think, being in, in a similar place where I played mainly Mortal Kombat uh, and Injustice with friends, but there weren't that there there weren't that many other fighting games that really got me in. I think that was like around the same time as uh, Street Fighter X Tekken, which uh, for a lot of people flopped, and then there was Tekken Tag Tournament Two, which um i liked but i i don't know if that really took the world by storm either it seems like a, a lot of fighting games were kind of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks and a lot of them weren't sticking as hard somewhere around like the later half of the ps4 xbox one gen i think things really started to pick up steam and i think a lot of that is probably with um arc system works with uh for, for me personally was dragon ball fighters like dragon ball fighters was such a oh shit I'm playing this game hardcore because not only is the game, not only is it Dragon Ball Z, which is the thing that's automatically going to get me in a fighting game, but then also it, it has a gorgeous art style. The it's deep. Pick, it, it like pick, it, the the mechanics are deep, but then also it's super easy to pick up, right? It has the auto combo systems that are really good for newcomers, and it has the style and all that stuff to bring people in. Like Tekken Seven was also dope as fuck to me as well, but then also you like as as more of those games started to come out again like in, especially within recent years right i look at um guilty gear strive i look at king of fighters 15 that came out a few months ago and now like dnf duel and capcom fighting game collection are about to come out this month and it, there there feels like there's there's about to be like a new a new renaissance slash a new era um that we're going into as far as like fighting games is generally knocking it out the park one by one right and now like on the horizon there's stuff to look forward to right both street fighter 6 and uh project l from riot both seem like they're about to be bangers and i think if you're somebody who is thinking about getting into fighting games or is waiting for their shot <clears throat> excuse me waiting for their shot to get into fighting games i think right now might be the time um especially like with street fighter 5 being on sale and then also dnf duel and stuff coming later this month and so the water's warm uh, story number six, speaking of fighting games, voice acting and items are coming to Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. This comes from their Twitter, at Nick Brawl Game, where they tweeted out this morning, our next major free update is here, and it's a big one. We're super excited to announce that voice acting and items are available today on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, coming soon. Hashtag Nick Brawl. And this one, 
again, blew me away this morning because I was not expecting this. This is the, the big complaint that I think so many of us have had about Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. You know, I think the gameplay was fine, but then also, but then um, the voice acting missing, the like a lot of the fanfare stuff missing in there just made it feel empty and sterile in a way that just wasn't fun. But um, I know this is one I think speaks to both me and you regarding like, yeah, get voice acting. get like, And they put out like a list of uh, voice actors in there as well, which has me super excited to pick it up and see if it um, uh, if that like elevates the game. Yeah, I mean, when it launched, it did feel kind of empty. It felt like an unlicensed project that a lot of fans are working on that they didn't necessarily have the the manpower to be adding in all the little uh, frills and extra stuff that you would come to expect from a licensed video game. And yeah, I mean, I part of me feels like too little too late, to be honest with you. Like, I, I hope that there is still an audience out there for it because... When I played it, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it felt really good. It felt really tight. And I it, immediately we hear about multiverses coming out and how that has all the production value that you could ever want. Mm -hmm. And then I played it. I was like, oh, it just doesn't feel as good as Nickelodeon Arsenal Brawl felt when I when we first hopped into that game. So I hope I hope they have somewhat of an audience because I know that the Smash community kind of really um really kind of came together for Nickelodeon Assault Brawl because it felt so much like Melee. Yeah. Well, the thing is I think this is coming at the perfect time because if you remember, this game is going to be on PS Plus for June and I think that goes live mm. tomorrow because tomorrow's the first Tuesday of the month. And so, I think I think they're timing this super well, right? The day before it goes on PS Plus, let's get people excited about it. Let's get get people a reason to check it out. That way when it goes free for everybody tomorrow or for PS Plus members tomorrow, boom, they have that in and hopefully you, you get them to stick around more so this time um, and get them to even stick around for the new characters and stuff that they'll be they'll be dropping. Um, and so good for them. I'm I might pick this up to see like how that stuff changes the game because that sounds really cool. Last news story, story number seven, Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake has been delayed yet again. This is Matt Kim at IGN. The Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake has not been canceled, but an issue with timing resulted in the game being delisted from retailers. Earlier today, and this is from, I think, last Friday, uh, retailers like GameStop and others were delisting pre-orders uh, for the upcoming Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake, prompting concerns that the project has been canceled. IGN can confirm that the remake is still in development, but has been further delayed out of fiscal year 23. In a statement to IGN, Ubisoft uh, says, quote, the development of Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time uh, remake will now be led by Ubisoft Montreal. We're proud of the work achieved by Ubisoft Hyun, uh, and Ubisoft Mumbai, I definitely mispronounced uh, whatever that is, uh, and Ubisoft Montreal uh, will benefit from their learnings as the new team will continue to, uh, the work to deliver a great remake, end quote. Ubisoft added, quote, as a consequence, we are no longer targeting fiscal year 23 uh, release anymore, and the game has been delisted. If players wish to cancel their pre-order, they are invited to contact the retailer. Uh, they will be updated on the project as development is moving along, end quote. Andy? <sighs> Uh, hits keep coming for this one jesus dude they're not targeting 23 i mean i know the fiscal year is a little, a little bit different but that's still that's still pretty shocking the fact that they don't have confidence in it coming out then um i yeah charles jacobson makes a great point in chat will they release a 60 dollar game this year will they release ubisoft? a will ubisoft release a full priced video game this year i think there's two shots at it mario and rabbits I think there's a good chance we see that in the next in the next year. You know, I could see that getting pushed to 2023, but I, I could see that coming out this fall. And then the other one is Avatar, uh, the frontiers of Pandora. And I don't. And yeah, to, uh, just to, just to clarify, fiscal year does end in March. Yes, that's what Sage Shin Nagami is, is pointing out. Yeah, but like, I think Mario Rabbids comes out before the fiscal year ends. And I would have assumed it was going to be coming out it, at the latest Q1. Um, and this is just all kind of shocking i just i don't i'm at the point where it's like does it get canceled it, it's That's just gonna keep it's just gonna keep getting kicked down the road and eventually get to a point where we hey hopefully you all forget about it because uh along with that along with um skull and bones and beyond good and evil <laughs> 2, and evil 2 and yeah like it's defiant it's like god like, damn dude goes on for ubisoft it's it's so bizarre it's almost at this point like they they feel like a publisher that is, uh, along with this Battle Royale that they were talking about, if you remember that leaking, um, this Fortnite-looking... Oh, it wasn't even a Battle Royale. It was just a Fortnite-looking multiplayer game. Um, 
I don't remember this. Ubisoft yeah, this, has so much stuff that they announced. This leaked a couple months ago. Um, yeah, it just it just seems like the f they're they're trying to find their footing, and there's nothing below their feet right now. It's yeah, because like I swear, if we look up, I like I'm gonna do this one of these episodes, right? I'm just gonna look up the full list of Ubisoft announced titles that have just gone nowhere. Because like you mentioned Battle Royale, and I was like in my head, I was like, oh, Hyperscape, no, that came out and was canceled. Oh, you must be in Ghost Recon, and then you just reminded me of yeah, they, there was a one that was leaked, wasn't there? That was more like Fortnite adjacent. Um, and it. it I feel like it keeps happening for them. And every now and then you get a roller champions that finally releases, but even for roller champions, I I'm not hearing people talk about it like a couple weeks past launch. Right. And that was one that I was super into on day days one and two. And then immediately like went on to something else. Right. Like Ubisoft, I feel like is at a very, very interesting place. The, I could, uh, you, you mentioned this, but I could see this game getting canceled. You know, they, they've shifted studios now. It's now being led by Ubisoft uh, Montreal as opposed to the studio that was already working on it. And if you remember, kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, I, this game was supposed to come out like last, like a year and a half ago, right? Wasn't it supposed to come out January 2021? Or was it January 2020? It was supposed to come out a while ago. And now it's being pushed out of even, the, out of even this fiscal year. Um, again, kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. But that is wild in a way that makes me think that we might not hear much about Prince of Persia uh, in the coming future. I think this is one that just like ends up going away after a while, after we hear so much about it. You were Some saying, people yes, mentioned in chat about um, recent Division 2 content. Yeah, they did just, Division 2 did, did get that new season, but where's like Heartland? Is that the, that's the new Division game, that's right? That's the new free-to-play one, yeah. What's the news there? Like there's just... It seems like there's more projects from Ubisoft that just like just fade away as opposed to the ones that actually come out right because like i think about the ones that are going to come out and you know marion rabbits we're going to see um uh uh avatar we're going to see right i'm sure that new star wars project that they announced a year and a half ago i'm sure we'll see that at some point soon right like they have these big projects that they do announce that do end up coming to fruition um but then it's just all the other ones around the corners that i think are part of them trying to make this new transition into we want to do free to play we want to do ongoing we want to figure out um, how to we want to figure out uh, the ongoing live service type game to make us that money in the long run. But even when they put those out, it seems like those fade away way quicker than they should, right? Ravage Republic faded away, I think, way quicker than it should have. Hyperscape faded away and then got canceled, right? Like, I feel like that's the thing that keeps happening. But maybe they're still in the figuring out stages and hopefully they figure it out because I do want these games to come out and be good. I want Division Heartland to come out and not break Greg Miller's heart. Like, that's what I want. No pun intended. I, I want to be into a Division game again. Like, I, I I feel like I was, after really enjoying the Division for several months, I mean, we played that shit, we were really into it, right? Mm -hmm. And I kind of dropped off before the raid came out. But even then, like, I played it way more than I would have expected to. I feel like every couple of years or so, I'm really excited to be into whatever game that you know like and for me i think division three is like a game that i was hoping to be into in the next couple years and be like all right division three is out let me go fucking hard on this game for a couple of months mm -hmm. and uh i was hoping heartland was gonna be that and i i don't know i just feel like i feel like ubisoft is in that space where it seems like they're a small studio that is constantly in the concepting phase and they get several months into a concept. And granted, their concepts are a lot more fleshed out and a lot more developed than most other uh, small indie studios. But they get into that concepting phase and then what comes of it, right? Like, the, oh, you know what? We're ditching that because this and this didn't work and we weren't fully sold in the idea. It really feels like they are pushing the concepting phase a lot further into the public than what most other studios do. Andy? I'm very excited to see when Prince of Persia Saints of Time remakes actually comes out. But that is just so far away of that at this point. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom Drop Shops today, where'd I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kanye Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got the Elder Scrolls Online High Isle expansion uh, that's coming out today for PC. We got one deal of the day for you. Uh, today is their last day to get the PlayStation Plus May titles. Remember, those include FIFA 22, Tries of Midgard, and Curse of the Dead Gods. That's a pretty banger offering, so go check those out. Now it's time 
for one of those rotating segments. Uh, this is a required reading for you. Last Friday over on GameSpot, uh, Mark Delaney wrote in an article titled Blue Box Dev Behind PS5's Abandoned Misled Fans Solicited Business Deals in Toxic Chat Room. It's a full-on uh, feature that is basically about all the shit that's been going on with Abandoned and uh, Blue Box. If you remember, this is the dev that announced Blue Box, or they announced um, Abandoned on the PlayStation blog about a year ago. There were, like, teases and stuff on Twitter that alluded to, oh, is this Silent Hill? They kind of leaned into it, got a lot of backlash for it, put out, or started teasing a teaser, didn't put out that teaser, finally put out that teaser. That teaser wasn't what we expected it to be, and it's been... I think about radio silence ever since. There's been a few things here and there, but it's a whole article basically talking about how, yo, they're basically grifting. You know, they don't trust Abandoned and Blue Box Studio. Wait, they uh, actually put out the teaser eventually? or I... they, Listen, I because I played it. it. So they talked about like, yes, there's going to be a PlayStation app that's going to be a trailer, yada, yada, mm-hmm, yada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You download the app and it's basically like, hey, here's one video and like a, bl- a bunch of blank boxes that are teasing to future videos coming to it. You play the one video, and it's basically a, the tr- same trailer you've already seen for it. The dude walking <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, it was it not real rough. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, and it looked real rough. Um, I want to read the first couple of paragraphs of this GameSpot article, but then I also encourage everybody out there click the link, go check out the article. I think it's really worth the read. It, help, it helps put into context what abandoned is and what it has been. Right. The start of the article reads like this. It's been over a year since Abandoned was first announced on the PlayStation blog, and by now, you may have heard about the controversial game in one of several very different contexts. The lead developer on the project, Hassan Karaman, has said Abandoned is exactly what he's always said it was, an indie survival horror about a lone survivor stuck in the woods with a cult. However, in the past year, onlookers have also seen it become a game about a rampant, super-intelligent AI. More recently, it was said to be about vampires as it stands there is no meaningful evidence that abandoned exists in any real way though there is a long trail of dubious business deals uninspiring leaks and a chat room full of fans including at least one child where the game's lead developer has misled a captive audience for months uh again go check that out it is extensive there's a lot to dig into in terms of different scenarios in which the res- the only response to go is what the fuck is happening with abandoned does this game even exist and so shout out to GameSpot, shout out to mark delaney for putting in the work go check that out give them the click andy it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong where you write in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and listening later on podcast services around the globe 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 writes in and says hollow knight launched first on pc and then on switch later Appreciate that, nanobiologist. Uh, and then Nano also says Ubisoft is supposedly releasing an AC spinoff soon that is f- a full game from Valhalla DLC. They also announced, uh, or I forget they announced this or if this is a leak. I think they announced it, right? The Assassin's Creed ongoing live service thing. Um, so that's happening someday, I'm sure. But that's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. This week's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily go like this. Tomorrow, you're getting Greg and Gary Witta. Wednesday, you're getting me and Janet Garcia. Thursday, you're getting Greg and Tim motherfucking Gettys. And then on Friday, you're getting Mike, Snowbike Mike, Snowbike Michael, uh, and Andy Cortez. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is Mike and Greg with another edition of the KFW. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Because remember, we, we upload uh, kind of funny wrestling to the co- youtube.com slash kind of funny games channel. So stay tuned for that. Remember this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. <laughs>